Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Out of the Empty podcast. I'm so excited. Uh, let me just uh, preface this by saying that um, I am a complete nerd. I'm going to geek out and like cheer on and like completely be a dork. 99% of the time. So if you're down with that, then um, hang around and you'll probably have a great time. If you aren't down with that, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. Okay, so um, okay, today is episode one, and I'm going to be talking to you guys all about um, what it means to live in the empty. <clears throat> in this episode, sorry, <laughs> um, in this episode, I am going back in time. Uh, this is a little bit of my origin story of sorts. And uh, I'm going to talk to you guys all about my time of living in the empty and what it means to live in the empty. And uh, basically, I'm just going to tell you of some of the lessons that I learned the very hardest way possible. And uh, I'm really, I really just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, choosing to listen to this episode. And uh, I really hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's, let's jump right in. It's the biggest question women have. How am I supposed to be everything to everyone all of the time? Listen, I know your list never ends and it can leave you feeling exhausted. And that is where I come in. My name is Alicia and I grab women like you by the hand and pull you out of the empty and into a life that you love. It all starts right now. Come on, let's go. Okay, so what I want to know today is if you are living in the empty. <clears throat> the empty is that place where you're supposed to be managing it all, but you're barely getting by. It's that place where mom guilt and exhaustion and overwhelm meet in this pit of how am I supposed to get all of this stuff done? Does that sound familiar? I bet it does. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I know that place so well, and I want to tell you the story of how I climbed out of that empty and into a better life. Uh, if you and I have never met, my name is Alicia. Uh, I am a mom of four. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm a blogger. I am uh, a podcaster now, which is really cool. Um, I plan events. Um, and then I'm also, you know, a lunch packer, a snack getter, and all around Hashtag magic mama. <laughs> um, but today I want to take you back in time to a time before I had the long list of titles behind my name. Because like every good superhero, I too have an origin story. <clears throat> Once upon a time, I was a smiley young woman, a social butterfly, the center of my world. I was super, super involved in my church. Um, in fact, I served on the music team. I sang almost every weekend. And I also taught a group of middle school girls. Um, I, taught, I led a group of my peers. 
I mean, I breathed that life in and out. <clears throat> then something happened. I fell in love. <laughs> now, I was no teenager. I was actually in my early 20s and I was in college. So um, I was an acceptable age for the love bug to bite me in the butt. But long story short, at 22, my solid, stable, dependable world was flipped on its axis when I found out that I was pregnant. Yep, pregnant with a baby. Now, if you've been following along, your eyebrows are probably rising pretty high right now. You realize that my world revolved around serving in my church and that my entire social circle was there. And y'all, um, I don't know about you, but I grew up in the Bible Belt. So stepping outside of acceptable sexual standards was very Hester Prynne. I mean, no one actually shunned me, uh, but you can imagine. You can imagine the big red A that I felt as I broke the news to my circle of friends. <clears throat> I mean... Side note, this story isn't about them, uh, but just in case you're wondering, they were all pretty stinking awesome about the whole thing. I mean, I'm sure that their hearts broke a little when they heard the news, because who wants to be the one explaining to the people of the church that one of the leaders broke the rules? <laughs> um, but truth be told, I never felt ousted by any of them uh, Actually, I, I did that all by myself. I uh, took myself out of that circle. So I went from being the center of my world in that um, social circle of mine to being alone with a baby. <laughs> oh, okay, so um, I wasn't actually alone. I had Matt. But had in this case was a pretty loose term. I'm sure you've been wondering about him, right? I'm sure you've been thinking that he was some bad boy type that came in on a motorcycle and deflowered a sweet young church girl, but you would be wrong. In fact, he was the boy next door to my girl next door, and he was pretty darn sweet himself. Uh, our biggest problem was that we were young. <laughs> We were young <laughs> and I mean, I'm talking like early 20s, 21, 22, and we were dummies and we did not have a foundation that was strong enough to support the weight of building a family. So in the middle of trying to figure it all out, I quit life as I knew it. I quit going to church because it seemed awkward. Um, being together with Matt seemed awkward. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, it just all seemed really, really awkward and hard. And that is where, um, that is where my pit started. That is where my, uh, my time in the empty started. So there we were. Uh, Matt and I were tied together by this growing human that we didn't even know that we wanted. And so we just got by. Neither of us were happy. Uh, Matt worked a lot. 
I was finishing up my bachelor's degree in social work and I also worked a lot and we fought a lot um, because neither of us knew what we were doing. We handed each other loads and loads of heartache. Somehow I moved in with him and I never left and we began our life together as distant semi-romantic roommates and soon to be co-parents. I mean, seriously, how could we not win with a setup like that, guys? Um, we stayed together through it all somehow, trying to make our way through the cold, barren tundra, lugging around these mountains of baggage that we had no idea how to handle. I'm telling you, it was not pretty. We dealt with so many things that should have torn us apart. Infidelity losing a home, we lost a baby, losing jobs, being completely broke, uh, and then having three more babies and trying to build businesses. Ugh, lots of failures, so many failures and some successes and more failures on top of those. We spent years like this, learning every single lesson the hardest way possible. I am not kidding, the hardest way possible. For half a decade, I spent my days in the empty, just walking around in the darkness, in the pit, wondering if things were ever actually going to get better. <clears throat> I just prayed that someday things would change and things would get better. And something happened. Um, I don't know exactly when. It's hard to look back and, and pinpoint exactly the day or the month even that things started to change. But we both started learning and growing. And we read books. Oh, my gosh. Lots of books. And we listened to leaders and gurus and paid for courses. And um, both of us just started to transform this whole process was like digging a basement under a shack that was barely standing. But bit by bit, bucket by bucket, we began to dig. Then we started to remodel what had once been this rickety house falling down all around us. We replaced the rotting pieces with fresh lumber and we slowly started our ascent out of the empty. Matt in his way and me in mine. And on the way out, can I tell you what I discovered? I learned that there are four core parts of every woman. And when one of those parts is neglected or cut off completely, we start to fall into the empty. I found out that one or more of these parts, when, when they're ignored, that's when we feel that guilt and that overwhelm and that exhaustion where, where life seems perpetually out of balance. Because when you are president of housework and parenting and dishes and bath time and dinner and laundry and business and all of those other things, and it feels like hell when you can't be everything to everyone and you're pulled in 192 different directions all the time. 
when you feel guilty because you have to work or you feel guilty because you aren't working or you feel guilty because your house is a mess or because the kids ate cereal for dinner or because you haven't made time for old friends or you feel guilty because you aren't in the mood, then my dear friend, you are living in the empty. And it's like I said at the beginning, I have made it my mission to grab you by the hand and tell you exactly how to get out of the empty and into a life that is overflowing. If, if you and I have met before, <clears throat> if you've been to one of my events or you've read my blog, then you know that I play, <laughs> I play this theme on repeat. You can't pour from an empty cup. I've lost count of how many times that I have said that. Uh, I'm sure you know that. I'm sure like when you hear that, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. You can't pour from an empty cup. And, you know, we pin the pins on Pinterest and we share the memes on Facebook and on Instagram. And we, we love all of those quotes. But for some reason, we continue to think that living in the empty, that staying there in the empty is the norm that, that that's just like what we do. Oh, well, we're moms. We just, we're always exhausted and we're always overwhelmed and we're always like drinking coffee to avoid the chaos. Um, but we have to realize that we can't, we, we cannot pour into others when our cups are bone dry. When, when we keep trying to, it's just, that's where we get exhausted Believe me, I know I spent years of my life in that place and years of my life clawing to get get out of that place. And <clears throat> I used to tell myself every day, like, well, this is just normal. This is the way it is for now. But one day, one like magical day when my kids are grown, one magical day, like uh, my relationship will be good again or my um, I'll, I'll sleep again and I'll, you know, I'll take care of myself again. But that's not actually how it works. I mean, it doesn't just magically one day get better. What normally happens is um, when we choose to neglect ourselves for so many years, we end up uh, completely estranged from our spouse and our kids are all grown and we end up divorced and depressed in middle age. And that is not what I want for myself and that's not what I want for you. So, um, Maybe you find yourself there right now. Maybe you're telling yourself, well, this is just normal. This is just how it is for now. And it'll get better magically one day. I don't know how, but it'll get better. But here's the thing. I am calling BS. I think that we all just need to agree that one day means never unless you learn a new pattern. And that is exactly what I did. I learned a new pattern and I want to help you do it too. You see, that young 22-year-old me, she lived in the dark place. I didn't realize it then, but I had cut the power to three of the core four parts of my being, and it caused depression and plummeting self-esteem. I went from being like so like confident in myself to being completely, completely discouraged and with this lack of self-esteem constantly. Um, and... I, I had what I thought was a full-time residence in the empty. But slowly, as I learned to reactivate 
each core part of myself that I had been ignoring, that I had packed away and, and decided was not important, I rose up out of that place in the empty and into a life that I love into a relationship that overcame resentment and heartache and jealousy and bitterness, things that tear people apart, into parenting that is slower to wrath and more connected, less overwhelmed. Oh my goodness, I cannot even tell you the amount of days that I spent just crying because I was so overwhelmed. And, and y'all, I'm, I've got four kids under nine years old. So you can imagine that it's still chaotic most of the time, but I don't feel overwhelmed anymore. I've gone from the empty into building a business that gives me fulfillment outside of motherhood. Motherhood is wonderful and awesome and so fulfilling, but there was something in me that needed some sort of self to hold on to and out of the empty into a relationship with myself that I'm proud of and that is an example to my children of a well-lived life something that they can aspire to I'm telling you now it may seem impossible but every single one of these things every single solution to every single problem exists on the other side of the empty and I can teach you how to get them. I spent a decade of my life learning every single one of these lessons the hard way so that you don't have to. And as you start learning these new patterns and as you start following the roadmap that I have mapped out for you out of the empty, you are going to feel life start to shift. You're, you'll feel yourself rise into the life that you have been searching for, the one that you've been craving, the one that you, you just dream about. So take my hand and let me help you out of the empty. Now, I want to invite you to keep listening along because next time we are going to identify those four core parts of womanhood that I discovered on my way out of the empty. And we're going to talk about how they define who we are as women. You are not going to want to miss this revolution. So make sure that whatever platform you're listening to this on right now, you go subscribe so that you can come back and get the answers that you need. Okay. All right, guys. Um, I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're listening. This is just like so, the coolest thing in the world to me. Um, now, before we go, I want to ask you two questions for you to be thinking about. Um, so grab a piece of paper or uh, jot them down in your phone, text them to yourself, whatever. Um, but there are two questions I want to ask you that you can think about until the next time we talk. Okay. The first one is what parts of yourself do you think that you have deactivated? Now, I know we haven't talked about the four like parts of self. Uh, but I, I just want you to think about it. Like what parts of yourself do you think that you have deactivated and what do you think you can do to re-engage them? Okay. We'll come back next time. We'll talk about the four parts. We'll answer these questions. And, uh, in the meantime, I hope that you, um, have a great time. I hope that you fill your cup and I hope that you live life wholeheartedly. 
All right, we'll chat soon. Bye. Hey, real quick before you go, I just have a favor to ask. Would you mind to go onto whatever platform you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating? That would be so amazing. Let me tell you what happens when you do. Uh, When you leave me a comment and let me know what you think of this, it's actually going to help it rank higher. Um, That means that other people will be able to find it and uh, it lets the platform know that this is quality stuff. It's not just garbage. So if you think it was not garbage, then go leave me a not garbage comment. Um, But of course, I don't want you to lie. If you didn't like it, let me know. Okay. So um, go leave me a comment, give me a rating, and that would make my day. Okay. Also, if you want to know more about me, if you want to read some of the things that I've written, uh, you can go over to my website. It is loveyoumoreblog.com. Super easy. All spelled out. Loveyoumoreblog.com. All right. <laughs> I know I sound like a dork again. So uh, I am actually going to go climb in my bed because it's very late and Uh, I have to record this at night because that's when my family's all asleep. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.